Welcome back to Back Porch Movies. Today we'll be reviewing The Flash. The Flash. The most recent entrant into the DCEU. And one of the biggest bombs in the last 10, 15 years. It's doing performing very bad. Had, I think, a 75% drop week two. Or 73%. And what did you think of it, JP? I'm just going to come out and say it. I fucking love this movie i thought it was good too i don't get why people hate it (laughs) i don't either because uh i really enjoyed it and i was really pessimistic going in and then the trailers got me a little bit hyped and i thought it lived up to the hype i really enjoyed it i was extremely pessimistic going in because you were hyping it up to me and i'm just like i I'm so disillusioned with superhero movies after the last couple years and the whole movie. I'm like that little piece of shit was right. This is damn good. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of reasons. I think a big reason is the fact that essentially this movie doesn't matter. Even though they say it does, it doesn't really matter for the future of the DCEU is hurting it. Um, Ezra Miller's, insanity just a complete crazy person um that definitely hurt it (laughs) like when your star not only can't campaign but pretty much everyone hates like that's not a that's not a good look um and i i think that a little bit of superhero fatigue probably hurt it too but i don't get why critics dislike it so much like i really thought it was good um everything you just said and the production hell that this movie went through and how it was supposed to come out so long ago, I think deterred the, the a lot of people from going to see it. The story of the fla- them trying to make The Flash for the last 20 years is so nuts. nuts. And I, I've read uh, something today that said, just I think just in the DCEU, since they tried to start making this movie, the Flash TV show not only premiered, but had nine complete seasons. Yeah. <laughs> just it in the just time ended. they... Yeah, so, like, I was reading earlier today also about the production hell you mentioned, and I don't think I've ever witnessed a movie that actually got made eventually that has gone through the amount of director changes, script changes, um actors being recast uh complete shutdowns for years like it's there could be an entire book i'm not saying it'd be good but written about the production hell this movie went through it'd definitely be interesting that book especially with ezra miller's crazy fucking antics he has every few months ezra miller i i still don't know how much of it is alleged how much of it is proven but Ezra Miller is a complete nut job and just, just and potential predator. Like we don't know. We don't know, but we might scrub this up. Cause I'm going to say, I thought Ezra Miller was really good in this movie. <laughs> he, he was the best part of the movie. So I don't want to come back amazing. two years from now and have to delete this from the internet when it comes out, like Ezra Miller has been running like a Epstein type ring or something, but <laughs> I don't know about his personal life, but thought Ezra Miller was pretty funny. And yeah, You do understand 
Yeah, let's let's, let's we are fans of the performance, the maybe yeah. not the yeah. person. Exactly. We're progressive. We can look beyond. <laughs> I actually can't sometimes, yeah. but um, I thought that Ezra Miller has so little chemistry with a lot of actors and actresses that it was a genius idea to make Ezra Miller's main companion in this movie be himself. Like it was Ezra meet Ezra. And I I thought that the young Ezra, like what, what was it? 2013 Barry Allen was really funny. I thought it, I thought it was genius. Everything I've seen positive about this movie, it's about Ezra Miller and his performance. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win an Oscar or anything, but I thought his performance as both Barry's was the best part of the movie. It was fucking great. Yeah. Incredible. Um, and I think it they it was really smart too that they made the younger one even more obnoxious and annoying. Extremely. Because then the older one, like that's how everyone has viewed Ezra Miller's Flash for years now. And the older one could point it out and be like, Jesus, am I this annoying? And I thought it was a perfect play on the character that we came to know in the last few years of just how annoying and weird the character is. It's a real shame too, because I thought that towards the end, I mean, we're going to be spoiling the shit out of this movie. So uh, if you don't care, keep listening. If you've already seen it, keep listening. I thought that ending scene between Barry and his mom in the grocery store where she's like, do you need a hug? And he's like, just crying as he realizes to save the world, he has to let her die. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was really touching. I thought it was very well done. And I thought that Ezra did a great job portraying all of this. Like, cause that's a tough scene in a movie. That's not that serious. That's a tough scene to really get the audience to buy into. And I was kind of really impressed with the performance and it's a shame. <laughs> it's a shame um everything else that's gone on i was shocked uh by that as well like how i actually felt moved by that scene in the movie i was i couldn't believe it that a superhero movie these days was actually making me feel like really sad for the Mm -hmm. main character like i don't know how they pulled it off i think it's just a lot of credit due to Ezra Miller and the direction, honestly, because I don't know many people that could probably work with that dude and Andy Muschietti or whatever, how you say it. That guy must be the most patient dude on earth. He, though he does say that Ezra Miller's really dedicated and he really goes for it every scene, but Mm -hmm. to pull that off, like in a, movie superhero movie today like guardians of the galaxy tried to do it and it kind of fell flat for me the most recent one the emotional side of it and for the fucking flash to do that was just such a good surprise and i really would recommend uh to everyone to go see it yeah it was very very surprising to me because um i just as I said, I'm a little burnt out on superhero movies. I still see them, but I go into them being like, I'm not going to be impressed with this. And maybe it's also, it's like, well, Gabe, you're 32. It's about time. <laughs> um, 
so to give people just the basic plot of this movie, uh, the flash wants to prevent his mother's, uh, murder at, that as a child. So he runs so fast, he travels back in time. But when he does that messes up the timeline, yada, 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 it's based on a really famous flash comic book, um, storyline called flashpoint, which came out around 10 or 12 years ago. And, I thought that they did a good job of this, but it's kind of a shame that like none of it matters. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Like the, the, the stakes of it, you kind of know it's all going to be whatever, because it really depends on what the suits at, um, you know, discovery and Warner brothers really think of it as opposed to what's going to happen next. It's like, it really depends on what the producers think. Um, I did though really love the um, the Michael Keaton aspect of this movie as yeah, Batman eighty nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so in for Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. I don't think they're going to do it, but I think they're it's they're throwing money away if they don't do that. It could be so good, dude. He was such a good part of this movie, and yeah, I don't even care about the nostalgia bait. The, two stupid scenes where he they have to throw it in he says i'm batman yeah and it, it, it like doesn't even make sense like they know of course you're batman they know it and then like he'll see you want to get on. nuts yeah Let's you want to get nuts, nuts? <laughs> like okay they just i shoot lost it in. i lost it when that happened but I we think... love spider-man no way home and the whole movie was stuff like that you know so right. they can do it for 10 minutes in this yeah, yeah, exactly. I I didn't have a problem with it, and I don't think he. Uh, I think they worked him into the story perfectly. It yeah. made sense. It really made sense how Barry through the speed force and the butterfly effect that follows that mm-hmm. there are no heroes anymore, and the only one is uh, from a different dimension, and it just happens to be Michael Keaton's Batman. I I didn't feel like it was shoehorned in. It was part of the plot and wasn't convoluted really. Um, I fucking loved it when they raided the uh, Soviet base mm-hmm. in Serbia. Thought that was fantastic. The action was badass. Imagine if they had the CGI back in the late eighties for Michael Keaton's Batman. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something where fight choreography and CGI has improved so much that you were able to, make him so badass compared to Batman 89, mm-hmm. um, which is still a great movie. And I, I actually saw this movie with Billy and <laughs> Billy went to get a beer about halfway through the movie. And, you know, when Billy and I see movies, like we know someone leaves, you need to like record the two, three minutes in your mind to tell the person Billy left the instant they invaded the fortress no. And he came back like right after Supergirl like fucks up all the Russian guards. Yeah. yeah. He's like, did I miss anything? I'm like the best five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so sucks. That brings in our other uh, main character to the movie who was Supergirl. And I had never seen the girl that plays her before. Neither um, I. I. I think she was an unknown. Um I'm sorry, or Sasha Kale or Sasha Kaye. I don't know how you pronounce it, but uh, I love the in- introduction of Kara Zarel, and I thought she was really good, and she was pretty striking on screen and very believable as an action hero. I loved it. Um, I've seen a lot of criticism 
saying they mistreated her character, blah blah blah. Needed more really? I don't, time. I don't. I thought oh. they huh? executed that character perfectly from an mm -hmm. unknown to Supergirl. This chick nailed it out of the park. I thought she was fantastic. Um, when she gets angry or um, shows just a lot of emotion, it was really viable. Like you didn't, we mm -hmm. just met her, but like I was invested in how she felt in certain scenes, like with Zod and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is crazy just for an unknown to unknown actress to come in and take up Supergirl and actually have an impact on the audience. And I didn't mind uh, using her the way they did. Um, it's a time travel movie. Of course, they're going to go back in time at least a few times. And I don't think killing her off was stupid because it, it eventually showed that it was uh, inevitable, just like um, having his mom pass away. So, And that's where, what comes down to is the tumultuous nature of what DC films are going through right now. If they were continuing in this universe, that ending would have been Michael Keaton and it would have been Supergirl. Yep. And they've, they filmed those endings. And they also filmed it, I believe, with Henry Cavill. They filmed one, I want to say, with Ben Affleck, too. And when they made all these negotiations, they were like, all right, I guess we're going to go George Clooney. You know, mm -hmm. that uh, it's not necessarily a storytelling device. This is something where you see the fingerprints of the producers throughout, which kind of sucks. But I did like the ending. Yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't a great ending. I, I liked it, but um, apparently it had been changed so many times. Mm -hmm. And for it to make sense and fit within this movie that that universe is not continuing on. I mean, got to kind of, how can you not have that in mind when you're seeing this? If you know, like all the insane production stories behind it. Um, I didn't think the ending was bad too, but that is a critic big criticism that they, it was changed so much that the ending was just kind of like dull. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with that at all. Um, the criticism I do agree with. Here's the thing, JP. I, my next question for you was going to be, what is the biggest criticism of this movie? Because it's very glaring. The fucking CGI. Continue. Because it's, it's, it's so, really bad. So at the beginning, there's a few. It's very odd because there's a few scenes that it's the worst you've ever seen. And then other scenes that it's amazing. Um, the CGI is so bad in some scenes that... I think it had to have been kind of corny on purpose mm -hmm. because there's no way it looks like a video game from 2006 in some scenes. Like yeah. there's no way they're like, okay, that's good to go there. It has to be some kind of tongue in cheek joke. Like the scene with the babies in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, obviously you're not going to like throw real babies. Well, Ezra Miller might throw real babies from a roof. Yeah. Who knows? But, and then, at the end, when they have like the Christopher Reeve thing, they've got the Nick Cage Superman thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. It's it is a lot. I agree with you. It's so bad that it's like they had to have like 
been doing it ironically. Well, that's when I was watching it. Um, well, first of all, about the baby scene. Yeah, the CGI was terrible. Um, for the babies, I thought everything else looked great. Yeah. The way he moved all the objects around him. The way they displayed the speed force in this movie, I thought was badass. Yeah, but, people yeah. people didn't like that either. I was like, this is pretty cool. I loved it. Um, yeah, the the like the baby scene. Basically, the people that were CGI looked like shit. Um, but in the Chrono Bowl, when he breaks like out of the speed force, he goes so fast and he begins to time travel. I didn't. I it looked so bad that I thought they intentionally like made it that way that the Chrono Bowl is not actually viewing the events that it was more of like these are placeholders like these aren't the actual people these are just like wax figures of what happened in this memory and then the next one and then the next one you know so that that didn't bother me at all did it bother you uh, not no, it was noticeable, but I kind of just took it as oh, almost like a shittier version of. Well, you haven't seen Spider Verse yet, but in Spider Verse, you do see some different types of animation within yeah. characters, and I was just like, oh, it's a different universe, it's a different vibe there, almost. Okay, so you had like a like a little bit different but similar. Um explanation for it. it didn't really bother me in the chrono bowl scenes because i thought of it as like a almost like a ripley's thing where you're walking through and it's representations of what happened in that time or what who the person is in this memory so it didn't really bother me in those scenes but like the babies looked like shit ben affleck's batman looked like absolute shit the worst cgi i've ever seen in a big budget movie unbelievable yeah that, Someone let that slide. Really, it's it's fucking unbelievable how bad his face looks. Um, other than that, though, I didn't like uh, the CGI of uh, Ezra to Ezra Miller's. I read that there were a few scenes you could tell that it was bad. I never noticed. I thought it was flawless. I, I was wondered great. a lot of the a lot of the movie how they filmed it because I I never noticed anything. So it was CGI. They did not have Ezra Miller film scenes twice, which is normally how that's done. Like in uh, mm -hmm. Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like they perform the same scene twice from two different perspectives. Yeah. He had a stuntman with him like the whole movie. So that was all like CGI. And honestly, I never really noticed um, when it, when it was CGI for them to, but uh Another critique, this is small, but they do a lot of really smart jump cuts in this movie. And I wonder if you noticed any, like, mm -mm. big, big, big scene when they need to get Barry, the younger Barry, his powers. They go into the police uh, forensic science lab. He gets his powers back. They're sneaking out. They're like, how are we going to sneak out? this is a big, big deal, blah, blah, blah. And then the next scene, it's a jump cut and they're just walking into his apartment. There were oh. a few things yeah, like Yeah, I, I didn't that. pick up on that. There were a few things like that, like two or three times that you're like, wait, how'd they get out of this? Okay, well, I guess I won't worry about it because the movie doesn't care. 
Yeah, it's it's this is not a perfect film. This is not in like my top 10, 15, even 20 superhero movies, but I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. And I would definitely recommend it to people who are fans of the genre, people who um, just they, they like to see big action spectacles. I think it does suffer also from the fact that you do have to have watched a lot of DCEU to really get the most out of this movie. And I think that a lot of people are just tired of it and they're done and they don't want to have to have watched eight movies to enjoy one. Right. And that goes, that goes for Marvel too. Now mm -hmm. it's just so it's, it's too so complicated. Much. Yeah. It's too convoluted. Um, I think a big reason we're in the minority of people actually liking this movie. We are is, got, we are very mixed reviews. Yeah. Um, it really, really felt exactly like a DC animated universe movie but just live action which i love um the dc animated universe has been around for years there's probably 25 films within the actual story and then a million others just standalone stories and it felt like um though it wasn't self-contained it felt like a similar storyline and so much of the CGI and uh, way the Flash just works within the Speed Force. It just felt just like a DC animated universe movie. And we love those movies. So it's not really a surprise that we liked this movie. Yeah, if I would definitely recommend people watch the Flashpoint Paradox, which is like 10 years old or something, and basically gave the start to the DC animated the 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 run JP is talking about, which they're not making those movies anymore, but it gave the start to those. Um, it was really really well done. Would definitely recommend it. Um, JP, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? Uh, I would tell people to go see it. Honestly, I think it's worth it. A lot of people might not agree. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do with the Flash going forward because they mm -hmm. have to. They have to include the character in the new DCU, but there's there's no way it's going to be Ezra Miller. I think they make the switch to Wally West. Yeah, I think that's the only option now going forward. But I would tell people definitely go see this. I think it's fun, and if anything, just go see it for Batman. Yeah, or Miller's performance. I I thought that was the best part of the movie. <laughs> JP's going to have trouble saying you should go see it for Ezra Miller. That's not going to be the most. <laughs> I know the I biggest tagline. Yeah. You should go see it for Kevin Spacey, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's bombing. <laughs> well, JP, I hope they keep making, um, fun superhero movies like this. I wonder if we are a little spoiled right now. Cause I just, they might be going the way of fast and furious, yep. but I really hope they make more movies like this. And I'm excited to see the Gunverse, and I hope he does a good job. All right, well, thanks for coming and listening to us. If you guys want to hear more of our superhero takes, we have reviewed quite a few superhero films in the past. We made our guide to superhero movies recently. We've got our DCEU rankings coming out, and they already have come out, and then our Top 25 Superhero Movies episode as well. 
Make sure to take a listen and rate us five stars or we will hunt you down. (laughs) 